This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome in your weekend, everybody. Time for The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco, we're with you each and every week here on the ESPN Chicago app. You'll get the encore replay every Saturday morning. And we have a ton of pro and college games to talk about. Some really interesting and important college games on the slate for Week 7. Week 6 in the NFL kicks off last night with another ugly game on Thursday night, Mike. Hey, there were a couple of touchdowns, which we didn't get last week. At least we got two, but 12-7, ugh, and lots of mistakes by the Bears' offense once again. Yeah, Carm, it's good to talk to you. Good to talk to everybody else. Randy along here with us also. I just want to say that I want to go over our records first. Carmen, you're on fire, but you won 1-1 last week, 7-1-1. My guy, Randy, uh, I believe two and one last week. I think he probably should have gotten a push on the other one. It went from minus two to minus one. I'm five under five hundred the last two weeks, but that will be turned around. I'm not happy about it though. I take full responsibility. I'm not uh, going to shun it. I'm I'm a quarterback of uh, my my team, and uh, I won't hold myself blameless. Uh, I think I'm as much to blame as anybody else. And I think last night was a mix mismatch of yeah. what we saw. Uh, of the Bears. We saw some good things. Yep. We saw some absolutely terrible things. We saw some great play calling, some bad play calling, uh, bad quarterbacking, good quarterbacking. The yep. kid took a beating. He keeps on ticking. But, uh, you know, the nonsense that Justin Fields is the only guy that walks out of the locker room when it's boring and the rest of his teammates get wet and he doesn't, it's just a n- bunch of nonsense. He overthrew a tight end with plenty of time oh. in the end zone. He uh, The play call... Uh, I blame as much as his interception, throwing up the middle from 20 yards into a, into the end zone or attempting that. So uh, the defense played great. Our running game for people to want to get rid of the offensive line. Hey, you know what? We got a running quarterback. We got the number one offensive line in football for running the football. Yep. 234 yards, first time since 1984. You have that kind of output. And you only score seven points. Just a shame all the way around. Should have been a win, and we'd be talking different today. You nailed it. It, it was a, a mishmash. I mean, that's it. that's it. You're not kidding. There was some good. There was a lot yeah, of bad. Absolutely. There's a lot of blame to go around on that offense, Mike. I mean, you're not kidding. I'm telling you, the defense is being overshadowed. Our running game is being overshadowed because we have a quarterback right now who I believe will be challenged hard. Maybe the Bears go out and get one next year. I think they know what they have here. If you're going to keep saying you got to roll him out, he's going to get killed rolling out sooner or later later. Got hurt a couple times out of the pocket last night. I'm not blaming him for everything. Getze, uh, I think he had a couple great play calls, but then that play call for for the pass to Mooney in the corner in front of the end zone, uh, that's a tough call. Um, I think they did the best they could. I think they're a team in flux, but they, heck, we could be three and three. So um, let's just take the 10 days off, get healed. Mm. But for God's sake, kids, when you have a quarterback that's been traded up for, you cannot excuse him. He's got to take some of the blame. Sure. You sound stupid if you don't. Yeah, I mean, he's uh, quarterback's got to own it in this league. You're that's absolutely right. right. And it's, uh, you know, with it, you know, comes a lot of 
expectation, um, right or wrong, and I, I, I think it's toughness. okay to be critical. Yeah, I love it's tough. toughness. Absolutely. I think you're right. Uh, and, and Mike's right. The Bears have a long break now because uh, they kicked off week six and they wrap week seven. Mm-hmm. They don't play until next Monday night at New England. Right. Uh, look, Belichick has dominated young quarterbacks in his career. Flat out. The only one he's had trouble with has been in the division in Tua. Um, I mean, if you look at Bill Belichick's record against rookie and second-year quarterbacks, it's scary. But the Bears do have extra time to prepare. The way-too-early look-ahead line already so Belichick, has the Bears. Baby. No, he's playing. He's playing this week, so he they, won't they, they do. much. Right. They play this weekend at Cleveland. Uh, don't forget, he didn't want fields. He was hoping Mac Jones would fall to him. So this is going to be an yeah, interesting side too. And we'll see if Mac's back by next week. But right. uh, the Patriots in the early look-ahead line are a six-point favorite for next Monday night's game. That's mm-hmm. Monday, October 24th, Bears and Patriots. But let's move on. There's so many games to talk about. Mike and I want to hit as many as we possibly can. Um, We can start with another uh, division team and talk about the Green Bay Packers coming back home, uh, limping home, if you will, Mike, after blowing a double-digit lead to the New York Giants in London last week. It's another team, uh, just like the two teams last week, the Vikings and the Saints, that chose not to take their bye after London. It's interesting. We'll see how that affects the Packers as that game goes on. They're at home. Back-to-back weeks against New York teams. They're a seven-and-a-half-point favorite against the Jets, which is, um, you know, a little curious to me, considering the Packers are a minus .07 in point drive differential. The Jets are the exact same. They're roughly the same in terms of pure yardage differential, these two teams. The Packers are a plus one in scoring differential. The Jets are only a minus two. The Jets might be able to go into Lambeau and hang with a Packers team that just doesn't look right on offense or defense right now, Mike. Yeah, I think the thing we're talking about here is home field advantage and then maybe Aaron Rodgers versus Wilson. But everything else points to a maybe uh, a stay away for me, to be honest with you. But if there was a lean that was going to be played, I'd probably play it towards Green Bay on the money line. Probably nothing else in this football game because you're right, Carm. Uh, sort of like last night's game. I mean, you know what? Mm. Your guess is as good as mine. I happen to think... <laughs> You know, I happen to think, being a guy that struggled the last couple weeks in the NFL, this is a real tough week to pick games, and this is a stay away for me. But uh, there's no doubt uh, that they didn't want to buy or they didn't want to rest after after London. Now they're going into this. Uh, it was a tough game. I had the Giants last week, uh, which was a great win for me because my system picks bad teams. I Beautiful. won with the Raiders Monday night, so I'm on a good roll here. But it's a stay away for me, but I'd lean money line if I had to play it, uh, uh, Green Bay. But I'm not going to play it. You said a lot of tough games this week. Your guess oh, is yeah. as good as mine. There's some, it's some tricky things to handicap this week. One other note about that game, and I mentioned Green Bay's defense just has not played to the level everybody thought. Uh, over 50% of opposing runs uh, against that defense have graded out successful on the year. It's the highest mark in the NFL. So if the Jets don't have to play from behind, and if they can get Brees Hall involved, he looks like a nice little weapon too. If they can run the ball, it could be a situation where Mike's right. Green Bay ultimately gets the win, but the Jets can somehow find a way to keep it within the number inside of a touchdown. And- by the way, Carm, I mean, running now is the in vogue in the National Football League. Points are down from yeah. last year. Uh, they're running the football more. We saw it last night with the great Chicago Bear running attack that they have there. And then you saw the one kid rip off a 64-yarder. But that's happening around the league right now. Yeah, absolutely. Great uh, coaching uh you know, the matchups here with Salah and uh, Matt mm-hmm. LaFleur being uh, so close and Matt LaFleur's younger brother, Mike LaFleur, being the offensive coordinator for the Jets. Another division team, the Vikings on the road 
down in Miami where it'll probably be pushing 90 degrees. We start getting into that time of year, Mike, where these northern teams going down to South Florida, you wonder how the heat and humidity affects them. Will it affect the Vikings? They're uh, about a three-point favorite on the road. Total in the game is 45-and-a-half. Uh, if Tua were playing, maybe if Teddy Bridgewater were playing, maybe this line is different, but it will be rookie Skylar Thompson that gets the start. He actually looked okay in brief moments last week. Everybody uh, that watched the preseason might remember he had a very good preseason. But uh, the Dolphins, as a home dog, have been interesting in recent years, 14-8 and against the number the last five seasons when taking points down in Miami. I thought Skylar Thompson was an actress in, like, the Twilight <laughs> series. I had no idea there was a quarterback by that name, a but I also had no idea about not having a, having an idea about this guy or this person that would have the line only at three and a half. So yeah. you you brought up the heat, which you, you, you did your preparation again. The heat comes into play in Miami. There's no yep. question about it. Worse things have happened than maybe Miami covering this game, like the Bears going down there when they were the greatest team on earth and getting beat. So yep. uh, it would shock me. But I would think, without your two quarterbacks, wouldn't the line be a little bit deeper? Wouldn't it be four and a half? Wouldn't it be five? So I think there's other intangibles here. Plus the fact that Minnesota, they're Jekyll and Hyde sometime. You think they're going to oh, go absolutely. and somebody, and then, and then all of a sudden you're just holding your you-know-what's in your hands, you know? 100%. I totally agree with that. And, yeah, the line, I thought the, the exact same thing I looked at it week. and I go, are you kidding but I think there's just not – look, I think maybe Vegas, in their mind, there's even a little bit more of a downgrade to Teddy Bridgewater, especially if he's got a late points. That could be it. And so even with the rookie, you know, it, the line seemed curious at first, but maybe they're, uh, they'll prove to be uh, dead on balls. And that, and that like receiver, I mean, for the Bears to let that guy – I mean, to let anybody – let Jefferson be the guy to, to, to catch eight, nine balls is insane. You've got to try to double-team him. You've got to try to do best you can. But, uh, yeah, it, it, it would probably be a stay away for me, but I'd yeah. lean Miami. we got more games to talk about. There's some really great college uh, matchups this weekend. Mm-hmm. The big Bama-Tennessee game we want to talk about. There's Oklahoma State-TCU, big one in the Pac-12. Uh, as Utah tries to avoid a third loss this year, hosting a very feisty, very good, and suddenly very defensive USC team. So we got a lot to talk about. Don't go anywhere, folks. We're just getting warmed up. We'll give you best plays later on. We're working through the college and pro board. We'll talk to Luke Pergandy when we come back next. We are the Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. Alongside Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFalco. We're with you every week getting you set for the weekend. We got lots of great NFL and college action and the baseball playoffs are rolling along. Three games today and, uh, you know, the tickets are hot and there's money to be made on the PropSwap app. It is free and easy to use. You can also go to PropSwap.com. And one of the founding members joins us each and every week to talk about the hottest tickets. Say hi to Luke Pergandy, everybody. Oh, take me out to the park. What's up, boys? Hey, Carmen, Mike. Hey, How are Luke. you, buddy? Great time of year. Baseball playoffs, uh, NFL, obviously, college. People probably making futures wagers ahead of the start of the NBA season next week. But it's really got to be a good time of year for you guys with so many different things going on. Hockey's back, so this is where you probably have a lot of different volume on the website and on the app right now, I would imagine. Yep. 
Yep, you nailed it. NBA starts next week. Hockey started this week. So people are uh, posting tickets that they you know acquired in the off season on both of those two sports, and then obviously baseball playoffs are white hot right now. Uh, you know the teams we talked about a little bit last week, kind of same situation. Phillies roll on. Uh, they were a hundred to one odds. They are now down to ten to one. So if you had a Phillies future and you bought it on Browse Up, or if you bought it from a sports book, oh. get that thing posted. It's worth a ton of money now. Uh, same thing with uh, San Diego. San Diego, was, we were selling, we were selling San Diego tickets after Tatis got um, announced he was out at fifty to one. Mm. I mean, they're down to they're down to eight to one in some books. So uh, both teams, you could have made a killing on. Yeah, I got to tell you, I mean, uh, I I think Carmen and I called this. We talked about it last week about Scott Service. I said, you know, he's not the the greatest manager on earth. In fact, that face he made was the one I made the day I got drafted into the armed forces after that home run. My God, that was just a travesty. But how's the baseball action been with college and football? Busy, busy, uh, as 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 hot as it's ever been, or is it keeping track with uh, the college uh, game right now in pro? Yeah, I mean, pro football is, is as hot as it's ever been. I think everyone was waiting for the Bills to look beatable or actually lose a game, and obviously mm-hmm. they've done that. So I think once that happened, I kind of opened the floodgates to betting on all the other teams. They're still around 3-1, to one, Buffalo is. Um, so clearly, you know, bookmakers are saying this is the best team. But it, once they got beat by the Dolphins, you know, a few weeks ago, I think that um, – made everyone excited about betting on any other team. It was kind of looked like they were going to run away with it, like a, mm-hmm. like a Golden State Warriors situation, you know, four years ago where they were basically two to one the whole season. So, um, you know, Cowboys have gotten some love. Like what happens to that team when they get Dak Prescott back? How about back? the Eagles love? Wave. Oh, yeah. Sure. Eagles. Yeah, How about I mean, the Eagles, Eagles are, are, look great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. ton of Eagles love. I mean, that when you have, you know, we talked about this preseason, like, when you have an offensive line that's that talented, like mm-hmm. it just opens up your offense to so many different options. Um, and then you have Jalen Hurts, who's improved his passing in the offseason. He looks a lot stronger. He's literally running over linebackers um, as a quarterback. So, I mean, they they look powerful. So, clearly uh, a marquee Sunday night matchup this weekend in Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. And then the, uh, the big late window game, of course, is Buffalo at Kansas City. Mm-hmm. These are the two – Top choices for the Super Bowl, Luke. These two quarterbacks are the top two choices right now, at least uh, on the points bet. Uh, at the points bet book, they're the top two choices for MVP. Josh Allen is plus 225. Mahomes is 3-1. to one. I mean, it's incredible. With a game like that, and, and it's not a standalone game, but it's in that later window. There's no Bears game Sunday. People can kind of zero in here in Chicago. But uh, even though it's not like a primetime standalone game, you always talk about, the tickets that are being bought and sold while the game is happening. That's why Prop Swap mm-hmm. is great. There's really nothing else like that. Yeah, you can live bet, but these few, like if, if Allen goes out and has a great game or vice versa, Mahomes, they hang, you know, four, he hangs four touchdowns on them. Are people, like throughout the course of the game, maybe posting some of those futures tickets that they have, whether it be on those teams to win the Super Bowl or those two players to win the MVP? 100%. Yeah, this, he doesn't need to throw four touchdowns. He needs to throw a touchdown, and people overreact. So, there you go. Um, you absolutely can be live betting, quote-unquote, by buying and selling futures. Yeah. Um, so if either of these two guys comes out and you know scores on the first drive, you know, just because it's going to be such a, hotly, um, a highly watched game, and that's yeah. typically when these voters decide their 
Uh, their picks to win MVP is during these like highly contested, highly viewed matchups, as opposed to like you know a Bills, um, a Dolphins game that might not get the eyeballs that this Bills Chiefs matchup will get. So 100, yeah. percent if either of these guys looks uh, amazing in the first quarter or second quarter, jump on it, uh, and you can flip it just just while you're doing that on the PropSwap app. Great stuff. Uh, the app is free and easy to use. Make sure you download it on your smartphone today, or you can just go to PropSwap.com. Luke, enjoy the weekend, buddy. Always a pleasure. We'll talk to you next Friday. Thanks, guys. Bye, Karen. Bye, Mike. Oh, we love you. That's our guy. Take me out to the ballgame. I love it. There's Luke Take Brigandi. me out to the crowd, baby. B- follow God Luke. service. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, and he went to his lefty, even though he's not a, a reliever, you know, oh. and it backfired. I mean, Jordan Alvarez hit that ball. It was almost 117 miles an hour, Mike. It it's like, like he oh knew it was God. coming, man. I know. And it was it straight. Was like, uh, and Robbie Ray. Paul Durham. I'm, I'm sorry. Robbie Ray's in the, I guess, the Porcello group of Cy Young Award winners. You mm. know what I mean? Ooh. I mean. You don't wow. bring, you know what I'm saying? That yeah, was I know. Brutal. I know. Yeah, that, and, and that's why baseball's so great, though. You know? And it's all cr- he had to do was throw something else. He threw the ball right down well, the middle. Fastball that had way too much of the play. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, follow, I was saying, follow Luke. Make sure you follow him on social, at Luke Pergandy on Instagram and Twitter. We might as well talk a little bit about the Bills and the Chiefs. I mean, I, I think that's the NFL game. Obviously, the Sunday night one's good, too, because there's a lot on the line in the NFC East. But Bills, Chiefs, I mean, the way the playoff game ended last year. Uh, the fe- Listen to this, Mike. <laughs> I, I mentioned that they're the top two choices for the mm-hmm. Super Bowl. They're the top two favorites Absolutely. in MVP. Through five weeks, ready? Buffalo, number one in total DVOA. Kansas City, number eight. Kansas City, number one in EPA per play. Buffalo, number two. Buffalo, number one in yards per play. Kansas City, number nine. Okay, Can- so at number two in the Vi- Environmental Protection Agency, the EPA. The EPA. Right? <laughs> what do those things mean for people e- that aren't e- familiar? EPA like- is expected points added per there play. So go. good okay. call. Kansas City, number one. In success rate on offense, Buffalo, number two. Kansas City, number one in points per game, Buffalo, number two. Kansas City, number one in points per drive, Buffalo, number two. It's incredible. It almost makes me want to just sit back and enjoy it without having any position whatsoever. Doesn't that ruin everything sometimes? It's a great game and you're you're aggravated, your ears are burning red because your blood pressure is going up. I mean, totally. Like the in, in when you start to handicap it, yep. where do you find like what little advantage can you find here? Um, you know, still no Tredavious White for the Bills. Maybe that's a little advantage. Trim, mm-hmm. uh, Tremaine Edmonds missed last week's game in Pittsburgh. He appears to be trending towards a return. That would be good for Buffalo. The only little trend that stands out is that Andy Reid is 21-13-1 against the number when getting points as the head coach in Kansas City, and this is the first time Patrick Mahomes has ever been an underdog at home, Mike. It's the longest streak to start a career. And he knows it, and I would lean Kansas City. I think that at home, Arrowhead, is Buffalo going to go undefeated? What's the record right now? They've got uh, two. They're 4-1, uh, and one, right? They're both 4-1. Four four and one. One. They got a loss. Yes. All right. They're both 4-1. and one. Mahomes at home getting points. I would lean getting the points. I I love Josh Allen. I look at the rest of their team. It's great. But how great is he? Because, you know, his team isn't household names. It's not filled with 85 Bears. Where, you know, everybody knows around the nation who these guys are. Kansas City, you know, I'm amazed by teams that let Kelsey still defeat him. It's incredible. Just how do you let 
Certain guys, like we just talked about the Minnesota receiver, catch nine balls against you without paying a price, not even chucking them off the line. How do you let Kelsey just go off the line and not at least try to double team him? And, he, no, and then you play zone against him. I know. If you play zone against him, I've seen them all. Get think, uh, Gronkowski. He may be the best at finding yeah, the open space. You're right. I would. I would almost roll the dice. I would too. You know, Maybe I like what you're saying. Coin. Just roll the dice and see if you can, how much you can get away with just yeah. mugging him at the line of scrimmage. Why not? Why are you, you know, waiting I mean, for I, the I just, exact bad thing to happen to you, which is not chucking him or not having double teams? I mean, I couldn't believe uh, teams took their garden this Jefferson one-on-one sometimes. Yeah, you're, you're asking for it. Uh, that the is winner, his name, isn't it? Jefferson from Minnesota? Justin Jefferson, you got it, yeah. yep. The Kids winner of this game will uh, move to 5-1 and one and be sort of in the, uh, you know, in the pole position to get the number one seed in the AFC. So it's just... It's a huge game. Can't wait to watch that one. Um, mm-hmm. I'm with Mike. If anything, my lean here, and maybe I'll put a little bit on it, yeah. uh, will be on Kansas City. Couch but part change. of me also, yeah, maybe a part of me just wants to not have any stress about it whatsoever and just sit back and enjoy well, it. Well, that's over with. Watch. I mean, I, I'm like Maris now. The hair's falling out of my head the way I've been going. Just like, uh, <laughs> the, are you kidding me? I, I'm, I'm supposed to be happy that I hit 60, that, I, that I'm a great handicapper. My life's going great. I went out to Indiana, saw my guy Dan McKeel. I saw that. Night. I yeah, saw. Get a raise. Radio show out there. I lot of a full house. Uh, people, big Indiana fans of the Odds Couple. We were brought up. Uh, I, I drove home, it. a pleasant drive, listening to the Bears. And, you know, and, and yet I get home and I look at my record the last couple of weeks. I'm like Maris. You know, I, I'm supposed to be happy. It's crazy. It I is. saw you and Danny Mack and, uh, yeah. and Vandy, um, and it looked great. Yeah. So I it saw was that a great time. Very packed awesome. house in Griffith, Indiana. Yep. Yeah, and, and, and but I got to tell you something. I hadn't been out in Indiana way for a while. Highway 80, if you're going, or uh, two nights, stay away. Stay away. Stay away. It's filled with trucks, and it's clogged up because of construction right oh, now. That's a traffic report yeah. from the odds couple. Uh, beautiful. When we come back, we've got uh, more games to talk about. Let's hit some of the big college yep. games this weekend. We'll give you best plays a little bit later, and Jim Miller's got ponies. Don't go anywhere. We're coming right back inside the odds couple, presented by PropSwap. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap here on the ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. Mike North, Carmen DeFalco with you each and every week. Follow Mike on Twitter. He is at North to North. I'm at Carmen DeFalco. Some college games to talk about here. And, uh, yes, I know it's a, a, a state team, and most people can't bet on it. You can go to the Points Bet Sportsbook at Hawthorne or any of the locations and bet it there. If you still do it the old school way and you got a guy, he'll probably take your action. can't even but get this right. Mike and I should talk about it anyway because Illinois – is ranked for the first time since 2011. It might be a short stay inside <laughs> the top 25. They're hosting a, uh, I think, pretty pissed-off Minnesota Golden Gopher team coming off of a bye, having lost outright at home last time it played as a favorite against Purdue. But Minnesota laying about 6.5 in Champaign Saturday afternoon. Kind of a big point spread, if you ask me, for a game with a total of only 39 points. And why is the total so low? Well, I'll tell you why it's so low, because these are two good defenses. Illinois is allowing eight points per game. That's the best in the country. Gophers allowing 8.8. That's second best. Illinois allowing the fewest yards per play in the country. Minnesota's 10th in that stat, and both are ranked inside the top 10 in Football Outsiders' overall defensive efficiency ranking. So two pretty good defenses, 
But I'll tell you, if Tommy DeVito can't go and is not 100% and well, probably isn't going to be, it's going to be a tough game for the fighting Illini against Minnesota. Is I think, Tommy right? DeVito, is he like Paulie? He's a good sick? kid, Tommy DeVito. Is he calling in sick like Paulie in the Godfather? <laughs> Paulie, we won't be seeing Paulie. No, he won't be. So maybe Tommy DeVito's making a disappearing day. I will say this. I want to echo that I thought the Bear uniforms last night were great. Yeah, what did you think of that orange helmet? I loved, I loved the look. The Bears over the years, especially when I was a kid watching black and white, have some of the most boring uniforms in football, in my opinion. Last night, I thought we jumped out at the screen. We did it. We did. We were fancy. We stepped out. It's the first time they wore the orange helmets ever, yeah, ever, which I liked. And I think of the orange. I think of Illinois, and Illinois is an under the radar team that's got good value right now. Nobody's really talking about them except me and Carmen and a few other people on college shows and stuff like that. Uh, but I know Randy uh, picked Purdue over Minnesota, yep. so they got to be a little bit uh, butt hurt right now. And. Uh, you know, this is stay away from me. I uh, the point spread tells me. You know what? This is like you were just saying. Just enjoy the game. Yeah. I can enjoy an Illinois team, especially not struggle. You, you got to struggle. If anybody wants to bet them, I guess you call me, and I'll go through my guy. Exactly. I don't know what you got to do. That's the you got to call Mike. Do. You got to have you an old imagine school bookie. That? In, the, in this day and age, crazy. Okay, you got a casino with sports book, and you can't bet an Illinois team in Chicago, Illinois. And you can do it. Like if you go to Hawthorne at the book, you can do it. You can't do it mobily. Though I don't get it. I don't. I don't understand the 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 the, the logic. Look, they're just taking down the COVID tents. Give them a chance, okay? For know. God's sake. Uh, another big one inside the Big Ten. It's one of those dreaded 11 o'clock games. Mike I, and I, don't like I had this, LSU last week. How'd that work for I'm me at 11? You, I learned my lesson. 11 o'clock They look like they never played before. They Brian Kelly like kept going, what's played. going on? I know. Penn State's at Michigan in the big house. Uh, Michigan is a seven-point favorite. Total in the game is 51.5. Strength of schedule is about even for these two teams. Neither's really played a daunting slate of games. But I'll say this. The one good offense Michigan faced was uh, when they opened up conference play against Maryland. And the Terps put 27 points on Michigan and 400 yards of offense. Sean Clifford's the much more experienced quarterback here. Um, If anything, I lean a little bit towards the Nittany Lions. They haven't been great in this spot, just 11-14 and against the spread as conference dogs under James Franklin, but it's slightly better. Uh, the last six seasons, that number is 8-7 and seven in their last 15 in this spot. But I'll take maybe the more veteran quarterback and the fact that Michigan hasn't played a ton of great offenses yet. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe the Nittany Lions can keep this inside the number. Slight yeah. lean for me on Penn State. Yeah, you know what? I don't know what I'd do here. I might lean a slightly towards Michigan, only because Maryland's not that bad. Yeah, uh, Maryland is an 11.5-point favorite at Indiana. Now, yeah. Indiana's not the beat-all, end-all. But that's a lot of points. I mean, when you think of going on the road, or being given given up almost two touchdowns. You don't think of Maryland. And yet, uh, I'm looking at that game. I would probably lean Michigan, maybe, folks. That means it's a stay away. Carm Lake's one way, although it's been hotter than me. Let me give everybody a little advice, the way things are going right now for me, just for the last couple weeks until I get right. Go with Randy, go with Carmen, and go against me. You'll probably have a new car by the end of uh, Christmas. Mike's going to, at some point, though, as he always does, I will he's going to flip this thing, oh, and yeah. it's going to go nuts, folks. And I'm then I'm going to go nuts, but you know what? I, I just would say this. Carmen, right now, 7-1-1. One, one. Randy, very hot. We're a team. And, right. and right now they're holding the edge, and that's my that's my deal. Go with them right now. If you want to go with me, that's fine. But you know what? I'm telling you who's got the hot hand. Winning record as a that's show. Right. That's all that matters. We're that's giving right. out winners as a show. OK State at TCU. What a game this should be. TCU's at home laying four. This marks the third straight game, third straight against a top 20 opponent 
for TCU. Um, overall efficiency rankings here slightly favor OK State, but TCU is a whopping plus 127 in yardage differential, plus mm-hmm. 113 in scoring differential. Very impressive. Normally for me, this is like almost a no-brainer. Handicap aside, Mike Gundy getting points. Uh, we had Oklahoma State as a winner getting points against Baylor a couple weeks ago. Uh, we had this a couple times in some of my best plays last year with Oklahoma State. Since 2015, the Cowboys are 18-7 and against the number as a dog. So like I said, a lot of times I would just pull the trigger yep. on uh, Mike Gundy and OK State. This one scares me a little bit. I might mm-hmm. ultimately play it. Because I do wonder like how emotionally taxing these last few weeks have been for TCU. But back home, with the home crowd going nuts against a really good Cowboys team, I don't know. Could I see them winning by a touchdown? I sure could, and I'd be on the wrong side of it. So I'm yeah. kind of up in the air on this game, But Mike. can you see them winning by a field goal? Uh, field goal you, you sure could, and you're getting that half a point, That's which right. sometimes looms large. I've lost, out of uh, the last three weeks, I've lost uh, three games by a point or by half a point. Sometimes uh, yeah. you need some luck. And uh, if you got that three and a half, I think maybe you could view that as an enticement because they're Oklahoma State. Like Carm says, he usually doesn't hesitate. And he goes, yeah. oh, my God, there's an extra half a point. I, I would have taken him at a field goal. So yeah. TCU, like Carmen says, is, is coming home. They're feeling, you know, going to feel better. I'd stay away. How about Bama, Tennessee? Maybe the game of the weekend in the college slate uh, in Knoxville. Tennessee is a home dog of seven points. It really is all about uh, Bryce Young. Um, Jalen Milrow, uh, if he has to go in there, that's going to be a tall order for Bama. Young, inexperienced. He turned it over three times in a home game last weekend. Mm-hmm. Bama has dominated this series flat out. 15 straight in the series. Tide has gone 11-4 and four against the number in those right. games, laying uh, a pretty hefty number of points in a lot of them. So they've really dominated it. Is it finally the Vols' time this weekend, Mike? I don't think so. I think if Alabama wants to, and I think the kid got that game under his belt, what happens with Young is another story, but mm-hmm. they're still a supreme power. In Tennessee, they own Tennessee. I don't think they're, they're scared of Tennessee. I think they go into certain places and they say, we got to watch our P's and Q's with this team or that team. But like you said, I would, and, and the seven points, I understand that uh, it might be more if they had the other guy, but right. it's still their favorite on the road uh, on a team that they've owned. Period. They have owned them flat out, no yeah. doubt about it. Also, USC and Utah out west uh, in Rice-Eccles. The Utes have won 11 straight at home. The last team to beat them at Rice-Eccles Stadium was USC. But there were no fans in the stands at that game. That was the 2020 COVID year. Utah has won 23 of 25 home games since the start of 2018. And they're 16-8 and eight, uh, and eight against the spread in that span as a home favorite. They are a three, three-and-a-half-point home favorite against an undefeated Trojans team that, quite frankly, has really been impressive. And yeah. now, even playing some defense, they pitched a shutout in the second half last week, Mike. Yeah, they did. And, uh, you know, Lincoln Riley, good for him. I didn't think it was going to turn out this way. Yeah, I've seen a more complete football team. You've seen the resurgence on the West Coast, not only with them, but with Chip Kelly. UCLA, yeah. it's always good. I used to love when UCLA uh, with, uh, you know, and, and, and Robinson at USC – uh, these Donahue, Terry Donahue at U, mm. UCLA, those used to be great games back in the day. O.J. Simpson, you know, Anthony Davis, uh, you know, you had all sorts of great. Gary Beeman back in the day was a Heisman Trophy winner, but that was 50 years ago. This way here, I think I like Utah. 
I think I would lean Me Utah too. in this game, uh, even though USC is getting a three, three and a half. I like what Lincoln Riley's done. I think the hype will come with them. Uh, wouldn't surprise me to see USC win. I wouldn't probably bet this game, but I'd, if a gun was put to my yep. head, which way are you going to go? I'd probably go with the home favorite. Utah historically has had an advantage uh, with how physical they are at the point of attack on both yep. their lines of scrimmage. Uh, I thought that was so impressive. And they're going on the road, game. USC. They're yeah, not they perfect. Yep. So, yeah. you know. And tough place to play, too, in Rice yep. Eccles, obviously. When we come back, we're going to talk ponies with Jim Miller. We will give you our best plays before we're out of here, so don't go anywhere, folks. We still have more to do. The Odds Couple is cruising along on this Friday. Mike and Carmen with you. We are presented by PropSwap. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. You're listening to The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. Entering the home stretch on the Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. Before we get our best plays, we need ponies. He's one of the best handicappers in the country. All he does is give out winners. He joins us each and every week from Hawthorne Racecourse, where they have thoroughbred racing going on every weekend, all fall into the winter, plus the points bet sportsbook. There's a lot happening over there, so go check it out. And say hello to the one and only Jim Miller. Jimmy! Jimmy. Gentlemen, last week. I'll tell you guys, we talk, got off to a slow start, but then we said there might be a horse to look at for the Kentucky Derby for next year. And that horse race at Santa Anita, that was Cave Rock. One extremely impressively, guys. Very rarely do I say bet some Derby futures on a horse if you're out in Vegas or once Derby futures come up. Once they come up, look and see what the odds are on this horse. This is a horse that I think if they stay healthy will be one of the favorites for the Derby next year. If you can get 15 to 20 to 1 now, it's going to be worthwhile. And when, when can you start making those? Do you, is that now, or do you have to wait till the new year before they start so, posting those? So out in Vegas, that starts now. Okay. But then you're going to see the first of three derby pools actually coming up very soon. It comes up right after the Breeders' Cup in a couple of weeks here, so it's definitely worth looking at because, of course, your Breeders' Cup juvenile winner is going to take action. Any horses that run well in the Breeders' Cup will take action. But you're only about three weeks away from the first Derby Future pool coming out. That's where you look for a horse like Cave Rock to maybe jump out there 15, 20 to 1, throw a few bucks on it then. Right. Jimmy, where are the horses, I mean, besides yourself, I mean, where are at Hawthorne, where are the horses now that are really looked at running? I mean, Santa Anita, some warmer yep. tracks, how's that? And that's where you're finding out where a lot of these pre-Derby favorites are? Well, what you're finding now is Santa Anita definitely for the two-year-old horses. And these are the horses that are prepping for the Breeders' Cup. You'll see a little bit of it in New York as well. And then in three weeks, you'll see it at Keeneland for the Breeders' Cup. So that's going on in Kentucky, too. But those are kind of the marquee locales you want to look at right now. Southern California, it's always just because of the weather, so you can train consistently, never miss training. New York, they kind of try to hit things up earlier on in the summer to get these horses ready for the Breeders' Cup. And then Keeneland, because they're two short meets, those are the marquee meets in the spring and the fall. So right now in the fall at Keeneland, that meet is going on leading into the Breeders' Cup. But, Mike, once you get into the wintertime, everything really shifts south. It's fairgrounds. It's Gulfstream. It's mm-hmm. Tampa. That's where things will kind of look to maybe as you get closer to the uh, turn of the year. And then Oakland Park for sure. But right now, California is kind of the place to be. All right. Where are we wagering this weekend, Jimmy? Home cooking, boys. Three races at Hawthorne this week. I like all three of these horses. We'll bet them all across the board. Start at race number two, bet the five, Stormy Empire across the board. Rarely do I say a rider makes a horse, but a change in rider in the saddle makes the difference for this one. Then race six, bet the three, another mystery across the board. This is our turf stake tomorrow. 
And then race seven, bet the eight. Love the nest across the board. This is a horse that already has a win over the track and should be very tough. All right, three races at Hawthorne for Saturday, everybody. Race two, the five horse across the board. Race six, number three across the board. And race seven, the eight horse across the board. Is that right, Jim? That's right, boys. Get ready for an NFL Sunday. Beautiful. Thanks, buddy. We'll talk to you next week. You got it, guys. Good luck. Jimmy! There's our guy, Jim Miller, the one and only. I mean, every week the guy ends up in the winner's circle. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jimmy's been one of the best handicappers in the country. There's no question about it. And uh, I've seen it with my own eyes. I mean, you know, usually betting the horses isn't a good deal. And he does a good deal for everybody here at the Odds Cup. He's done a great job. Absolutely. All right, Mikey, as we uh, roll into best plays, where we uh, where we lean in, where we looking this week to try to make some money for everybody? I have the confidence of the lookout man in the Titanic right now. Okay, <laughs> no, I'm just <laughs> going. It's a little brisk. What's that white uh, thing coming yeah, at us? Yeah, it's like uh, what's that white what is, thing what coming is, at what us? What is that? You see something out there in the distance? Yeah, and then you get a hole. You get on the holes with a funnel, yelling for the captain. Hey, hey, turn the sucker! Well, why aren't they turning? Yeah, well, I'm going to turn it around, folks, because that's what I do. <laughs> That's what I do. Now, I could go with Michigan, but it's an 11 o'clock game. Stay away. I could go with Alabama, but it's an 11 o'clock game. I'm absolutely horrified. (laughs) I'm going to go with Florida State. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. This is what I come up with. My great system that's been so good to me for four years as I've had a bad couple weeks. They give me Florida State plus three and a half against Clemson. I yeah. like it. I would have never picked it myself. That's why I've been successful. Hey, everybody has a bad couple weeks. Trout. Jagger with the sore throat. Sinatra forgetting the words. It's coming back. Take Florida State in an upset. I love it. There you go. with yeah. uh, An upset alert for uh, Clemson. I Nobody even it. talking about it. Live Clemson's dog. all straightened out. Don't worry about it. But I'm hearing some troubling things. Love. Mike Norvell, let's do it. All right. Yeah. I like it. Um, yeah. I am going to give you uh, – I'll start with an NFL game here. Okay. There's one team in the NFL that is a perfect 5-0 and against the number cool. so far this season. And I'm going to ride with them this week at home. That team, of course, the Atlanta Falcons. They're at home getting 5-5.5 five, five against the 49ers team that did stay on the East Coast. They didn't have to crisscross the country. Of course, they whooped up on Carolina in Carolina last week. But here's why we're going to play the Falcons. First of all, they've been surprisingly feisty on offense. Uh, rank in the top 10 in DVOA, uh, EPA per play, 12th in points per drive. And Kyle Pitts is expected back after missing last week with a hamstring injury. But the Niners, while that defense is great, number one in defensive DVOA, they are being decimated by injury again. They're like the White Sox. They can't find a way to make it through a season healthy. Jimmy Ward got back. Uh, last week, what happens? Breaks his hand. Emmanuel Mosley, pick six, a little bit later in the game, tears his ACL out for the year. Nick Bosa missed practice this week with a groin injury. Armstead and Kinlaw, nursing injuries. I mean, it really could affect the outcome. The Niners' rush defense isn't nearly as formidable without those guys or with those guys not being 100%. So we're going to back the Falcons getting five and a half this weekend at home against the Niners. Oh, baby. they got to love it. They're on a roll. Mariotta, don't, Mariotta, don't make any mistakes. Get the job done. By the way, who's that running back from Washington? He came back from being shot like three, four times. Brian Robinson. From Alabama. He came back faster than Tim Anderson this year, ladies and gentlemen, with the bad hand. Okay? Just want everybody to know that. It is an incredible story, isn't it? A guy that got shot on the street. It's incredible. Started for the Redskins last night within two months while the White Sox hit sore legs. I can't put it any better than that. I think that that incident happened like the last week of August, right? Right. 
And it is right. really a remarkable Anderson, story. Yeah, and, and I see in White Sox players with Bruce Wrist. Mancata can't run down to first base. Right. This guy's running Terrible. up the middle against Rokon, uh, Rokon uh, and he got pelted with bullets. Now, oh, my God. I know. I'm just trying to distract while I make my second pick here. Okay, <laughs> here we go. You know, I see Cincinnati. I know Cincinnati. They're just like any other Super Bowl team from the year before. They have a hangover. So I'm surprised when... <laughs> I heard Winston may play. I would stick with Dalton. Uh, have you heard anything on that situation? I, I, I think Jameis is probably trending towards yeah. a, Let me try so, to get the very latest on that. So actually, naturally, they'd Earth. give me New Orleans. The system would give me New Orleans plus three with Jameis. I'm uh, a turnover machine, Winston, but that's what it comes out with. Cincinnati coming to the New Orleans uh, Mercedes Superdome. That's my second and final pick, my friend. You got, any, got any news for me there? Nothing, huh? Uh, so Jameis, it don't here, matter. The latest was Jameis was still limited. Like he, So yesterday he was the same status as I Wednesday. I hope they start Dalton. I swear to God. I hope they do. But if they start Jameis, I got to ride with them at the plus three. Any more, my friend? Getting the plus three. Yeah, I'm going to give you a total, too. I, might have I love to have, totals. Right? I might have to have my head checked uh, with oh, this no, one. We'll know, see. Oh, with uh, Tampa's defense going into Pittsburgh against the rookie. We know Tom Brady dominates rookies. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Tomlin, for the first time in a long time, we're talking about the Steelers being a pretty bad football team. They can't win a game without uh, T.J. Watt now 0-8 all-time. But we're not going to worry about the winner or the side, but we're going right. to play over 45. There was a, You might still be able to find a 44-and-a-half out there. We're going to play over 45, though. Um, you know, the Steelers actually still move the ball up and down last week. He just, if he can protect it and not turn it over, and if they can be a little bit more efficient in the red area, I think things will be a little bit better. I expect points in this game. Do you agree, Mike? Yeah, I agree with you on this because I think Pickett starting him against Buffalo was against the machine. Okay, Right. Uh, I think that he'll be more comfortable. He had another week uh, with practice. Uh, I like the fact that he did now. I watched the game the last quarter and a half. They were getting stopped, so it was all the garbage time yards, but he still completed them, and it was still good practice for him. I like him to stay. I'm with you on that. I like him to stay within the number. I really do. I mean, as far as the overs. The over, yeah. And I almost like, and I like him eight and a half. Eight and a half. That's pretty rich, especially after what happened to him last week. I wouldn't bet it, but people will look at what happened to him last week and maybe bite for the favorite. Are you done, my friend? I'm done, yeah. Um, Without America's leading man, the maestro, if you were the governor, ladies and gentlemen, the commander. What about Randy? Randy. All right, boys, I'll go with NC State plus three and a half at Q's. Mm. I like Memphis plus five and a half against East Carolina. Thank and, you very much. And I think the Ravens will win pretty easily. Ravens. Over the Giants. Oh, the That's Ravens. Five Minus the five I and a half. I love that pick. The Giants have been sailing along. How Maybe are they? they... The, the Giants are four and one, and the Raiders are one and four. Go figure that out. Yeah. I mean, I, like, it's crazy. I and you got to give Dayball a lot of credit. I mean, yeah, I think coaching do. has been the biggest and difference I bet, in New York. I, I watched. I had the Giants last week, and Jones looks. He looks. Danny Dimes looks like Danny Dollar now. He looks good. Yeah. Um, all right, boys. Wonderful stuff. Randy, yep. thank you. Jake Cantu, thank you as always. And thanks to Luke Pergandy. And thank you to Jim Miller. We want everybody to have a great weekend. Enjoy it. Uh, enjoy all the football, the baseball playoffs, and all that fun stuff. And we'll do it again next week, Mikey. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeValgo and Mike North on ESPN 1000.